welcome to Intelligogy with Tracy Browder, where together we will disrupt educational normalcy. This is an exciting episode because it's the first time I actually have a guest on the podcast. (laughs) And that guest is a very special guest because it's my son, Donovan Browder. Hi, Donovan. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Hi, who? Mother. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm great. You can already tell that we have um, a rather silly and funny relationship. But he asked me, um, he said, Mom, I I thought your uh, podcast is for teachers. So why are we doing this? And it was an excellent, excellent question. And so I'm going to answer that uh, before we really get into talking to him. Donovan is um, an interesting kiddo. Wow, what's that supposed to mean, Mom? (laughs) He is um, uniquely and exceptionally gifted. Um, I'll put that in perspective for you. Uh, He was... um, Fifth grade, I want it. Fifth grade? Right, fifth grade. Should have been in fourth grade, but he was in fifth grade when he took the PSAT for the first time. I I remember the score. I got 880 on it. I remember that. You're right. He got it. You went to the Lake Ridge counselor, right? Yes. Asked, okay, what does this mean? Right. She said, well, a junior's with preparation, right? Mm -hmm. Want to get a, I want to say, what was it? A thousand. A thousand. So. I guess I'm, that means I'm smart and intelligent or something. <laughs> I mean, apparently, so. <laughs> Everything he just said is true and accurate, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, yes, he technically was a fourth grader, but he was in fifth grade, uh, took the PSAT with no prep, no training. He uh, was in Duke TIP, um, an amazing program. And decided he wanted to take the PSAT, we asked him and, and said, baby, do you want to prep for it? Because there, there are materials that we can um, walk through with you. And he chose not to do any preparation. So he walked in cold, um, 10 years old, I think, and made an Boy. 880. And so we did talk to a high school counselor and I had her put it in perspective for me because um, I don't really understand um, what the scores mean. And uh, she was in awe once I told her his age um, and said that with a lot of extensive preparation, they expect juniors to score. Their goal is a thousand. Well, fast forward. Um, he's now a freshman in high school and uh, just took the PSAT a few weeks ago. And you want to share what your score was? Wasn't it? An... Oh, yeah. It was an eleven hundred. One one zero zero. I I said that right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the maximum go the maximum score is fourteen forty. So it is. Huh. He's really close, and and that just kind of puts in perspective, um, the the type of mindset that we're dealing with in our household. Pray for <laughs> us. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so. 
along with his giftedness. Um, can I share something else, Donovan? <laughs> the giggle. and He's nodding his head. Um, along with giftedness, uh, Donovan also has ADD and ADHD. I just have one. You you have to. You have both. No. We both have both. You have both. I just have ADHD. <laughs> no, Get, it right. Get it right, mother. Come on. Oh, so um, anyway, contrary to his belief, um, contrary to the truth, we are looking at um, a gifted kiddo with ADD and ADHD, and uh, there are a lot of challenges to come with that. So. Um, I'll probably get into that in a in a different episode, but that just kind of sets the backstage for um, kind of the reason why I'm talking to him with you on Intelligogy. Um, I want to share with you some some things that Donovan has done that we think are pretty amazing, and and the ultimate goal really is to help educators understand that. Um, we have a calling and a challenge to meet each child's needs. Um, we're, we're so passionate and committed to reaching the struggling child and helping them excel and achieve and, and, and make those gains. But some kids come in and they've exceeded the gains that they would need for a particular grade level. And we just kind of, okay, y'all are good. Now I, that's good. I can focus on these other kids. But um we, we have a job to do with those kids who are um, well beyond um, in, in their knowledge and their capability, and we, we have a job to challenge them. So um, I kind of took that upon myself as, as a teacher and a mom, um, just, just seeing some, some needs that weren't being met, and um, I'm mom, so it's my job to meet those. So that being said, and that's a big background setup for you. <laughs> Donovan also goes by another name. Would you like to tell us what that is? Um, so, you know, some people around this area might have heard it. It's Kid Chris around town. <laughs> and a little bit more about who is this Kid Chris around town? How did it all get started? Okay, so, oof, gotta go back, gotta go back. This one, okay, so, I'd say, what was it, four Four years ago, about about four years ago during the summer, I was as a matter of fact, I think I was just laying on the couch, really just doing nothing. Playing. I I was not. I remember. I remember this. I wasn't. Oh, you remember? I wasn't playing Xbox. I was about to. Okay, about there, to get there, ready to play a, Xbox. There's a major difference. <laughs> okay. And I see mom come out and she has a look on her on her face. I'm like. Okay, um, so she comes, comes down, sits next to me, yeah, and she's like, all right, we're going to do something different this summer. And in, in, in my head, I was like, oh, gosh, what's she doing now? She said, you're too smart to be sitting around playing video games all summer long. I'm like, is that a problem? But, you know, I'm, I kept it quiet. Okay. And she said, so what we're going to do, you got we're gonna make you a uh, what was it, kid reporter or something for around the area. I was like, okay. Well, you, you missed a few details. No, I didn't. Okay, how? If you recall, 
and you're funny. Um, if you recall, we I, I did come sit on the couch with you, and I was like, "This has got to stop. You are wasting brain cells at this point." And but we brainstormed. I I don't remember that at all. We probably did. I just don't remember it for some reason. Mm-hmm. We brainstormed. I, I think I said you could. I could take you to UTA, and you could spend time with paleontologists. And you were like, "Uh." No. I don't want to go hang out with college kids. Paleontologists. Those are... Professors. Yeah, but they also probably bring their college kids along. <laughs> I have to look hang out with them. So, yeah, that was a no-go. Um, we, we talked about um, him being an author and writing a book. No. And mm. he didn't like that no. either. No. And so, I mean, I'm just, I'm spouting off all of these different ideas. And um, I mentioned a kid reporter, but I continued going like uh, with several different um, options. And he said, well, wait a minute, let's go back to the kid reporter. What would that look like? And so we kind of started brainstorming about a kid reporter and um, talked about, you know, reporting on fun things for families to do um, around town. And then when I said around town, something went ding, 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 because he is a kid. And so we didn't want his full name on social media. So we came up with Kid Chris around town. Kid Chris around town. He's older now, so he giggles at that name. But um, his middle name is Christian. So if you're wondering, how did we get Chris from Donovan? Now you know. So started out as a kid reporter. Do you remember going to uh, Hawaiian Falls and standing there reporting on the fireworks? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What about Jake's? Remember Jake's? Oh, that was some good food. Oh, that was good. So he reported on Jake's restaurant and gave a review. Oh, that was um, good. So that, that's ten out of ten, by the way. You should you should probably go visit Jake's. They have some good food. <laughs> So that, that's how he started, um, you know, finding fun things, uh, places were opening, um, Schlotzky's, remember Schlotzky's opened and we stood in line and mm-hmm. he reported live from Schlotzky's. So he did a lot of that and it was just Donovan and me hanging out, doing fun things and he would put it on um, his Facebook account and we set up a blog through Wix. And the Twitter account. And your Twitter account, that's right. So let's kind of move along a little bit. Um Fast forward about a couple months later, maybe. Donovan loves books. I I, I need to tell you, (laughs) this kid, I I watch him read books and his eyes, um, they move so fast. It's, I'm like, how, what are you, what? What's going on with your eyes right now? Like, it's just doom, 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 like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, super, super fast. I'm like, he cannot be reading that fast. And like, he turns pages and turns pages like super <laughs> fast. And I'm like, you cannot be reading. You must be reading like one word on the page. But his eyes are like running crazy. So finally, I, he was in the middle of reading and I just took the book. And it was almost like quizzing him. And I'm like, I, I'd read a sentence, a few sentences. And I'm like, Donovan, tell me what happened with blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And he's able to go this, 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 this. And I'm like, okay, that was, that's just a fluke. So I'd read something else. Okay, Donovan, tell me about this. And he'd be able to tell me. I'm like, this is insane. Oh, you remember uh, you had to lock up my book, my book chest one time because I started reading when I was supposed to be in bed. We, we went through this period, guys, of... Um, Donovan would be like exhausted during the day. And we're like, what is wrong with 
this kid. Is he okay? <laughs> like he just, we get in the car and he'd be asleep or we're, we're just sitting around the house and he's like sleep and he's not the kid that sleeps all the time. So we're kind of worried. <laughs> like what is wrong with him? And so one night I was thirsty in the middle of the night, got up, went to the kitchen, got some water, walked back and I could see light from upstairs and I'm like what it's like three o'clock in the morning like a.m like we should all be sleep lights off so you know in mom mode in mom stealth mode what do we do we go ever so quietly up the stairs (laughs) y'all to my disbelief this kid is like intensely reading <laughs> if memory serves me right was it one of jonathan oxier's books no i don't think i had any of his yet maybe the whiz bank machine mm, this, I, was, this was before that yeah this was in the old house no i don't know what book he had in his hand but oh. i think it was one of those uh magic tree house books mm, I, okay i love those or i survived right oh yes <laughs> I still like that series. And you still have it, right? Oh, yes. You are listening to two ADD people. Welcome to our world. I need to take my medicine. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) 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 So, anyway, he's reading this book, and like when he sees me, his mouth just drops. (laughs) And I'm like, this, I I mean, I I was speechless because. You know, most parents walk in on their kids in the middle of the night. Probably, I don't even want to think what they might see when they walk in and the kid is awake in the middle of the night. But but we we have a problem with books at 2 or 3 in the morning. And it's been happening for a while. I can figure this out because I'm playing Rewind in my head. And I'm like, he will sleep here. He will sleep there. He will sleep here. He's got bags under his eyes. And I'm like, how long has this been going on? So I made him go to sleep. I took that book with me. I think I went and got some yarn or string or something. I, I can't even remember what we used to like just super, super, super tie his bookcase. I'm like, who does this? I felt so horrible. <laughs> like I'm locking up books. This is insane. So then we got to the point where we would issue out books and like he'd have time. You can only read between this time and that time. And, and he'd have to turn in the book. And so <laughs> that passion led to... Book clubs. Donovan, you want to tell us a little bit about the book clubs? Got to go back again. Okay. So I think what it was, if I remember correctly, I may be wrong. You you might need to help me out. It was we'd read like either parts of the book, right? Then find a place to meet up. Let's say Chick-fil-A or something like that. Discuss the book. Talk about what chapters we're going to read next. Repeat. You're absolutely right. And uh, he would put that out on Facebook and it was called Book Junkies. (laughs) It was Book Junkies Meetup to be exact. And so parents would talk to their kids and whoever was interested, they'd chime in and say, I'm in, I'm in. And so everybody would go get the book and we'd set a date to start and then we'd set the date um, for them to meet up and get together. And so Donovan would lead the conversation and they'd laugh and talk and just about what eat. they read so far and eat, right? <laughs> and and as an educator, sitting, listening to kids talk and enjoy books for pleasure, um, there, there's nothing better than that. So Donovan, you were really passionate about the book clubs and um, that led to another opportunity. Would you like to tell us about it? Okay. 
Yes, so we had one book junkies meetup at the book book fest at the Manfred Performing Arts Center. And so I remember it vividly because I had to miss a football game for it. It's the only reason I remember it so vividly. <laughs> what book were you reading? We were reading Frame by James Ponty. And, and oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Do you remember um, there was a certain significance around reading that book at that time? Uh, do you remember what that was? I think it was because we happened to meet James Ponty there. I want to say that's why, right? Well, you did, but the book was um, had just been released. It had. It had, yeah. And you guys were some of the first readers. Uh-huh. And so... And- he signed our books. I remember because I still had the book upstairs. Yep, he signed your books. And I, I think he was really surprised because he didn't know that <laughs> there was going to be um, a kid book club sitting there reading his book that had just been released. <laughs> uh, I remember when he came over, he was just really, really, I think, shocked, impressed, probably even slightly embarrassed. Like, no way. This is so cool. <laughs> he just had so many cool expressions on his face. Um, I think he even sat down and talked. About yes. the book with us. Yes, too. he did. That was so cool. That's that's pretty amazing, Donovan. Um, so you had that time at uh, Bookfest at Mansfield Performing Arts Center, but there was something else really big happening too. There is an author that has a special place in her heart for you. <laughs> Can you share her name? Miss Danielle Van. You smile so boldly and brightly when you say her name. Um, Danielle fell in love with your passion for books uh, when you were pretty young, and you've had some unique opportunities with Danielle. Uh, what's the name of her book series? Uh, the Bang Machine. <laughs> <laughs> you really enjoy that series, don't you? Yes. <laughs> in fact, I remember we ended up having it. That's the book we got two copies of. Um, yes, 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 we did. Yeah, yes, because you just didn't have the patience for my slow reading. No, no I, could, I, I couldn't. <laughs> nah, nah. But something special happened um, with you, Danielle, and the Whiz Bang Machine. Can you tell us about it? Um. Well, we I got the chance to interview her at Bookfest over. I want to say it was over the Whiz Bang Machine, right? It was, okay. um, and, and a lot of her initiatives, and several of us got to kind of hang in the balance and watch you interview Danielle, and there was something she said about your interview. I don't know if you remember it, but when, I, I, probably, I probably don't. <laughs> when you finished, um, she was so impressed and said that um, the interview she had with you and the preparation that went into it and how you asked the questions was a lot better than a lot of professional reporters who interview her. So I remember those moments. I remember you had that binder open with all the questions. (laughs) (laughs) You were just so comfortable in that interview. Um, But you also received the Whiz-Bang Machine uh, book in exchange for an honest review. So where can readers, listeners find that review? Uh. On Amazon.com, and I think, I want to say we left one on Target's website, too. Yes, that's right. Wow, I forgot about that. I I just remember the red. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
big red circle target. So, so um, yeah, I'm just I'm really proud of um, the opportunity and the relationship that you have built with Danielle. And I know she's always watching and looking and supporting all of your endeavors. <laughs> Donovan. Um, so you had that time at uh, Bookfest at Mansfield Performing Arts Center. But there was something else really big happening, too. Um, I believe you had at the time language arts teacher, Miss Martinez, and you had Miss Ford. And I remember. Yes. yes, Uh yes. And they just fell in love with how much you love books because they love books. All three of us love books. Well, all four, really, including you. And um, they shared about the opportunity uh, for BookFest, but they extended you a pretty special invitation. You want to tell us what that was? Mm-hmm. So I think in a couple of the rooms at the Performing Arts Center, some authors were going to be like talking, you know, probably about their books or stuff like that. And so they needed, they needed some help with people help introduce the authors so I was volunteered to help introduce Jonathan Oxier and I did <laughs> how'd you feel about that well you know I don't like speaking in front of other people so I was nervous but <laughs> but you also love his books right do you have a favorite one of his books maybe <laughs> you gonna share no. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say Sophie Choir. No, no. Peter Nimble's fantastic eyes. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's such an interesting book. Oh, my goodness. This kid read that book with such intensity and reread it and read it. I don't know how many times he read the book to the point. And those eyes, again, were running a marathon. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So... Out of curiosity, I sat down and read the book. And I remember, well, first I took the book and I was like, let me read a page. And I'm reading. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good book. It was very interesting. So it it's did. It's a good book. It, it's a great I mean. book. It's an amazing book. So I it piqued my interest. I recommend you read it. You should go get it. <laughs> There's your plug. And so I sat down and read the book and couldn't put it down. Did we buy another book or did I just use your book? I think I used yours. I think I used yours because you kept saying, Mom, hurry up, because it was taking me forever, remember? Yes. Because I'm not a fast reader. Yes, I remember. I I hadn't even finished the book. He took it. I was like, Mom, hurry up. I want to read the book. I want to finish the book. Come on. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up, Mom. Mom, let's go. And it took forever. Yes. (laughs) So anyway, he really, really loves Jonathan Oxier's books. So it was perfect that... um, You should also go read The Night Garden. It's, It's a different I should say but still a good book his his Jonathan's um imaginative writing is amazing uh anybody trying to write should definitely read his books um Donovan's right on that but back to the introduction so Donovan was able to introduce him and listening to Jonathan Oxier is absolutely fascinating he actually <laughs> told the story remember the yes, he, he had the fir- he read the first chapter to us from memory but he also acted it out with the yo-yo it was amazing is, you need to go read the chapter and then start thinking in your head 
how did someone act this out with the yo-yo? <laughs> he did it and did it well. <laughs> I don't know how. I couldn't, but he did. So Donovan, we've been talking about opportunities that you've had. And one opportunity was very unique. You had an interview with um, the city of Dallas's deputy mayor pro tem way back uh, July 7th, 2016, correct? Yes, yes. And we got to sit down and you were able to have this wonderful interview. I mean, I'm standing there and I'm just listening. You had done some research, asking questions about the city, the population, uh, what his role was as deputy mayor pro tem. I just sat there in awe listening. And um, that was almost four years ago. So I won't ask you to rack your brain on the details of the interview. But, but there's something else that I want to talk about mm-hmm. that happened that day. So Donovan, as part of your experience at City Hall and the time you spent with the Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, you also got to take a tour of several different areas of City Hall. Can you tell us about one in particular? Uh, the Crisis Center. We went there Yes, and it's it's a space that when we were inside, um, it was shared with us that they've not had to use that center since nine um, eleven. If I if I if I remember correctly, yes, that's the last time they had to use it. I don't know if you remember we were um, sitting there looking at all of the different vests that they had on this hanger um, labeled FBI and. Um, I forgot all the other different categories. Now that I think about it, yes, I do remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that, how people have different roles in the midst of a crisis. So we spent quite a bit of time down there. And um, a little later when we finished our, our time at City Hall, we went back out into the city. And your dad, being the history buff that he <laughs> is... <laughs> He was kind of taking us on a walking tour. And I remember we talked about the, um, you know, kind of the JFK Memorial. And Mm -hmm. and he was just spouting off a lot of history (laughs) that he loves to do. Um, And then we had to leave. And the only reason we left, do you remember why we left? It was because he had a meeting at church, right? You're right. He had a meeting at church. And so we hadn't really stopped to think that. On that same day was a day that around the nation, um, there were several marches, peaceful demonstrations around some things that were going on during that time. And there was a march scheduled in downtown Dallas, and it occurred probably close to about an hour, maybe between an hour and two hours after we left. And we started seeing uh, some things come across our TV about um, an ambush on um, the protest mm -hmm, and a mass shooting of police officers. And uh, it actually became, in the words of CNN article that was written, uh, the deadliest single incident for U.S. law enforcement since 9-11. Uh, there were, I believe, 12 police officers 
um, killed in the ambush and five were injured. And some of those included uh, Dallas police officers the and dark officers. Absolutely. Uh, our bus transit, Dallas area rapid transit officers as well. So um, what started out as a fun day for us to have Donovan see some behind the scenes inner workings of city government and uh, we had no idea that he was going to be invited to tour the crisis management area and that we'd get to actually stop for a moment and just think about the last time that that area was used. And turns out the very next time that that area would be used was that same day that we stood in that room just hours later. It was used for one of the um, worst tragedies in the country um, since 9-11 for law enforcement. So, you know, that I think that's an experience, Donovan, that you'll never forget. No, uh, nah, I won't. Mixed emotions? Yeah. A yeah. lot of mixed emotions. It was a lot for a kid to take in. Um, I think it was surreal for him and our older son was with us as well. Uh, there were there were a lot of a lot of emotions because they realized that had we not stopped, had had we not just cut it off to get back so their father, my husband, c- could get to church, we would have still been there. Um, and and I think that's what they could kind of could, couldn't get over is we would have still been in that exact same area. Because we were just only like one street over by the time we got ready to leave from where it all happened. So, um, yeah, never expected to have that as a as a memory, a pretty dark time for our city. Donovan, I'd like to thank you for being my very first podcast guest. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you're 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 a pretty awesome kid. And thank you. You're welcome. I'd actually like to have you back again. There's something else I'd like to talk about. So you and I'll talk about that on the side and see if you're willing to share about something else I have on my mind that I think might be interesting for um, teachers and parents to listen to. Of course. Anytime. (laughs) Oh, oh, now you're a regular, huh? (laughs) We'll say all that. Hold on. I'm going to make some special guest appearances every now and then. Oh. Let me put it that way. Okay, I gotcha. So when you come back, that would make your third appearance on the podcast because this episode um, was such a great conversation that I split it up into two. So uh, be sure and listen to episode six immediately after this one, and you'll hear all about his Christmas Buddy Adoption Program, which will inspire you on a completely different level. Uh, friends, I, I really hope that you've enjoyed our time together and you, you've hung in there listening to this quirky chat between um, two people who are ADD, ADHD, and... One. Just one. <laughs> one's both. One's just ADHD. I don't know why he's still saying that. Because <laughs> it's true. I don't know how you think you're just one, not two. Because <laughs> I am. Okay. Um... So anyway, you know, 
he started out asking, why, why would we be having a conversation on this teacher podcast? And, and I hope that our time together has um, given you some ideas of how you can challenge kids, whether it's your own child or your classroom. But as educators and parents, we have a job to do to reach every single kid, no matter how gifted, no matter how much of a struggle academics are. Uh, every child has the capacity to be successful in his or her own right. And it's our job to figure out what that space is for each child. That being said, that's it for our time together. Thank you for joining me at Intelligogy. We're together. We're disrupting educational normalcy. Bye, guys. <laughs> Until next time. Bye.